0: welcome to the franchise tag podcast with me your host freddie hall joined by andrew and adam once again you can clearly see we are in the festive spirit and tonight we're gonna to decide are you on the naughty list are you on the nice list because gifts are going to be given out we've got a green bay packers uh christmas top we've got a rockin' robin christmas junker and we've got a, 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 a t- A tinsel tits Christmas jumper. We are truly in the festive spirit here at the Franchise Tag Podcast. And I mean, you've got to be in the NFL spirit as well. What a weekend of games we had. Saturday was phenomenal. The biggest comeback in history by the Minnesota Vikings against the Indianapolis Colts. Hence why there is no George Edgerton in sight today on the podcast. I think he's gone into hiding for the festive period. Um, But like I said... And as the line for uh, the episode, the um, header of it and the Oscar goes to, we're going to be talking about the awards. Um, for the players in the NFL. So we're going to talk about the MVP, the offensive player of the year, the defensive player of the year, the rookies for them positions as well, the comeback player of the year and the coach of the year as well. Lots to talk about in the lead up to Christmas. It's a busy week for us. We've got the show tonight. We've got the fantasy show tomorrow and the betting preview show on Thursday. We're doing it early because we know Christmas is only around the corner. So we'll kick it off with the MVP race. It's a heated race. There has been the pro Bowl votes that have been happening as well. Certain tweets have been out there about who's leading that to is one person that has been leading some of the votes. Source Gardner as well. But MVP is the most prestigious ward in the NFL voting. And Andrew, why don't you kick us off with who you believe the MVP for the season is at the minute? Uh,
1: it's a really tough one, isn't it, uh, for the MVP? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a few candidates for me that uh, I want to put forward, want to talk about. Uh, I don't think it's an outright done deal for anybody. Um, I think most people are really looking at Pat Mahomes for the this one, but I would like to say that for me, it, it's Joe Burrow. Um, I know the odds are going to be quite low for him, but for me, he's my he's my MVP for the year. The stats are there to back him up, and I think he really puts his team on uh, on his shoulders and really pushes and elevates that team. and And that's what makes an MVP, doesn't it?
0: Wow, Joe Burrow, that is not if i was swinging the bat i'd be missing every time of what i, of what I thought you were going to say to, to begin with that um adam i mean bounce on to you talk about joe burrow maybe being the mvp and who who your candidate is
2: yeah uh, uh what why you've got your gun in shock you've got shock. oh uh, yeah why <laughs> i'm
1: intrigued What? i mean why not uh He's, no, no, that's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's fourth in the category for passing yards. I think he's, what he's got a ratio of 30, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. You know, completion percentage is good. And like I said, for, when you're talking MVP, it's not just about stats. Freddie's always spoke about this. It's who's the most valuable player for that team. And for me, he elevates that team. And if you take him out of the equation, that team's nothing. And he's, I think he's really put the team on his back. Um, he's the reason they push forward and, and, and win games and he's going to be the reason that they got a shot to, to go all the way to the, the Super Bowl again. So for me, that, that makes you an MVP. I know he's not going to be leading any of the betting odds or anything like that, but that, that's, what, that's what our own opinions are for, aren't they? Um, and I can't split what makes a difference between him, Mahomes, Hurts and Tua, uh, other than the fact what I see from Burrow week in, week out on the field.
0: He's so, had a lot of injuries as well, hasn't he, in terms of like Jamal Chase, Joe Mixon's been missing and he's still been able to win games.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I think what's, um, I kind of get what you're saying. I'm not like completely against it. The thing <laughs> is, is what I, I feel with that is I feel like you could probably say exactly the same thing for the, the other three which is yeah. basically mm-hmm. Mahomes, homes hurts and allen as well so it's a it's a really difficult one so when you say that the stats don't come into it it's kind of like that's the only way you can really
1: sort well, of the, the, differentiate saying, them the stats are there to back up that he should be in the conversation is what i'm saying mm-hmm. i led yeah. stats being there and then on top of that i feel like that, that that's the reasons and yeah you can say that for the other the other names that are involved in this conversation um, which is why I said it's really hard uh, of a race for me, and I th- I'm not sure will 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 um, we'll Hirsch drop out of the race now he's picked up an injury. Um, you know, will will we we'll start to forget about what he's done if he misses a couple of games?
2: I mean, he sh- he shouldn't, but as you're hmm. y- you know you are right he he potentially will miss a couple of games, which would probably hurt his um, ability to win this. I know that not that long ago and I'm talking like probably last weekend or, or like this time last week, Hertz had suddenly become favorite for the MVP race. Um, he's not, he's not now because of the injury. So Mahomes homes is. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it's very difficult. I, I think it's very, it's very difficult to come out and say that that specific guy is the one who's going to win it because, yeah, obviously, if Cincinnati don't have Borough, they're going to be a much poorer team. Well, guess what? So is Buffalo, Kansas City and and Philadelphia. I mean, it's kind of a, a similar thing. So to me, I feel like you almost have to go on stats a little bit. And that's probably why Hurts will drop out. I think with that in mind, it's it's probably Mahomes, to be honest. Um, I think. There was a lot of doubt around the Kansas City Chiefs at the beginning of this season. I think they've very much put that to bed, um, that they're still the best team easily in that division. And aside from... I don't know. I mean, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Buffalo, but even still, I still feel like the Chiefs are the ones that are the most consistent. They consistently win. When things go wrong, Mahomes is the one who seems to be able to sort of drag that team into a win. Whereas for... I feel like you've seen, especially with Josh Allen this year, that when things have gone wrong, maybe he hasn't quite been able to do it as much as what Mahomes can. Um, yeah, Burrow's been, been good and deserves to be part of it. But I, to me, I think, I think it will probably go to Mahomes and it probably should mm-hmm. go to Mahomes.
0: I would also agree with the Pat Mahomes one. Um, and and again, I'm leading on what, what Adam's just said there. He leads the league in yards. And when we're talking about stats, leads the league in yards with 4,496, leads the league in touchdowns with 35. And I think it's interesting to know, and you say about Borough putting the team on his back and winning games. I think Mahomes does the same thing with Kansas City. Like, you know, they, they lost Tyreek Hill. Yes, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey's still there. It's probably one of the most... The, the, the most threatening duo in, in in NFL is Mahomes Kelsey for a lot of people, but you got to remember Mahomes wide receiving unit: McCall Hardman, MVS, Juju Smith, Huster. These are not top names. These are not these are not number one receiver guys, and he's still making them look like number one wide receivers. Um, so they're all new as well. They're all, they're all new, yeah, That's and, the and then the thing, running yeah. game, running game as well. You know, Pacheco's been decent, I admit, and has come out of nowhere. But uh, Clyde Williams has had injury problems and, and hasn't been great. So, it, as much as the Chiefs are a great team, a lot of that I think this year is Mahomes putting it on his back a little bit. Um, they, obviously, both are helped with decent defenses, but, but Bengals defense probably been better than, than the, the Chiefs' defense, really. And I think it is a shame that hurts is sort of slipping out of it, but. I, I my argument is Mahomes makes and Ben and uh, sorry, Burroughs makes their players better. I think the players are making Hurts better for, for the Eagles. I think the players are making the quarterback whereas the quarterback is making the players for them teams. Um, and the one person I'm not in the conversation is t- I think Tua is a massive example of that. I think the players that, Tua's have, that Tua has are making him this excellent quarterback this year. I don't think, I don't think you can argue that. Like I, I, As much as I, I think Hertz has been great this year and his, his running capability is fantastic. AJ Brown's been a huge factor. Has been a huge factor. Devontae Smith taking that step up, been a huge factor. Like these play, these players are making the quarterback there. And that's not to turn from, from away from what Hertz has done this year because he has been sensational. But he has had a lot of help around him. More help than Burrow and Mahomes, I think. Um so let's move on to offensive player of the year. Adam I'll bounce to you, this one here. Uh, traditionally MVP Offensive Player of the Year has been the same, but in recent years it has sort of, MVP's been the lead one, then they've sort of given like a, 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 a non-QB the Offensive Player of the Year award. Who would you be going for?
2: So I, I think for me, really, when it comes to the offense, I think, um, unfortunately, because this is horrific to come out and say whilst wearing a green Bay, I mean, it's just, why did you come to me first? <laughs> I mean, it's just horrific. I think it probably is going to have to be Justin Jefferson, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that he has shown he's he's miles ahead when it comes to... Well, aside from Tyreek Hill, he's miles ahead when it comes to receiving yards. I think he's shown what he can do for that team where, you know, I mean, just on Saturday night, I, I you know, a lot of people will come out and say that Kirk Cousins sort of stepped up a little bit in the second half, but I mean, that was pretty much Justin Jefferson that was doing most of that work and and really sort of like got everything going and and helped to whip that crowd up and and just all in all got it got it going really well for them. Um, you know, I think he's he's not the guy who's going to get you the most touchdowns. He's not kind of necessarily going to be a double digit touchdown every single season. But it's just like he it, it's just. He's just very, very good. And he's very, very good at, at sort of um, getting them so kind of 20-plus chunk plays. You know, that's the other mm-hmm. thing. That's what he's best at. You look at it, he's had 47 this year. Tyreek's the closest at 41. Just, yeah, most most receptions, most yards. It's been really, really good. And um, I think I would be surprised if, if it went anywhere else. I, I think... I think you do have to mention Tyreek as well, because he's been in a new team and he's really hit the ground running there. So I think you do have to mention him, but uh, yeah, I think Justin Jefferson is probably the guy for it.
0: Andrew, move on to you, are you sticking with the wide receiver in Minnesota?
1: I mean, look, uh, I tried to be a bit controversial with the MVP one and uh, try and (laughs) to a point with that one. I don't think I can argue out of Justin Jefferson getting the award. What I can do is put a name forward that I feel is going to be overlooked. He was overlooked two years ago when I brought him up. And when we talk about a player at their position and breaking all the records... I think you've got to say, why does Travis Kelsey not get a mention for Mm. Offensive Player of the Year? The guy is on target to break the record for receptions, yards and touchdowns this year. He's already got, what, 91, 1,144 and 12 touchdowns. He's on to shatter Mm. all the records at that position, which I think most of them are his anyway. So i kind of got to be like, why is he not? Look, Adam didn't even mention him, you know, when he was talking about people who might be close to him in the race. Mm. This guy is single-handedly above everybody else in the category of who is the best at his position. And it's an offensive position. And when we say, oh, that person's been the best wide receiver, they deserve it. That person's been the best running back. They deserve it. This guy doesn't get talked about. So I would like to say his stats are there and his performance values there to be in the in the – conversation of uh, offensive player of the year but it is Justin Jefferson isn't it the guy's making Mm -hmm. catches he shouldn't catch and he is that team they wouldn't have the record they've got now if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for Jefferson we say it every week uh he is just obscenely good and he's having a great year so Justin Jefferson deserves it but I wanted Kelsey to have a bit of a shout out (laughs) I
0: remember the podcast we did when we did this sort of podcast a couple of years ago, and you said Kelsey, and I was like, oh, "What do you mean, like Kelsey?" And he said, "It he's smashing records, he's getting the touchdowns." And again, when we talked about the Mahomes winning MVP, you know, Kelsey is that team in terms of their offensive uh, when they're driving down the field. He does he does the same things as Jefferson. He gets the he gets the chunk plays. He moves the ball down, and he gets the touchdowns at the right time. But I do love Justin Jefferson. I do, I just think it was like you said, you said, Andy, uh, Andrew, when we started. Um, the stats are all there, but I don't just love the stats. I just, I, I, he puts this team on his back. And if he sticks to the trajectory that he's on at this age, he will be the next great NFL great at the position, I think. Because he makes the catches that no one else can make. He gets the yards. Yeah, right. He's not getting the, he's not getting touchdowns. He's only got seven this year. And that's joint seventh slash fourth, however you want to look at it in the league at the minute. But the guy just, he turns on a dime. And that's what's so great probably about talking about today is Saturday, it turned on a dime because of him. Yes, Cousins stepped up, but big players make big moments in big games. And Justin Jefferson does that every other week big games big players come out and and he never shies away from that at all and um there is, I, I don't think Jefferson is the entire vikings offense because i think David cook is very good i think Thielen definitely has his moments as well but when you talk about just a guy who you know can erupt the crowd can can make them chunk plays and move his team down the field you've got to give jefferson that credit and and you know there's there's not many catches he doesn't make there's not many there's not many one on ones he doesn't make there's not many games where he doesn't get the yards and really, uh, there's a lot to be said when one player is a chunk of your wins in a year. And Jefferson is, is what, at least, at least four or five wins of the Vikings this year is because of him. Um, and I, I think, you know, the rest of the team have equally added to that. But Jefferson is is a large reason for this. Um, he's still so young. But if it was ever a year where he wasn't going to get it, because I think he's going to be in the conversation for a lot of years to come. I think now is the year that Kelsey should win it because I think Kelsey is older. He is getting to that. Though he's hitting the peak and st- sticking there, really. He's not really um taking the downhill spiral like players that hit their peak do. Kelsey is definitely in the conversation this year. I have to agree with you, Andrew.
1: Adam, you got any thoughts on Kelsey even being mentioned for it?
2: Well, I, I I mean, you're you're so wrong, it's just untrue. I mean, it's like you're you're What do you mean got he's a, so got, wrong? So Kelsey's well, from purely from a status point of view, he's miles off. Mm. A tight like, end. A tight end he is not But it doesn't matter because you're lumping everyone in together. Okay. That's the whole well, point of get it, you it. there.
1: You, you so say you're you're lumping, lumping everybody... everyone in. But you'll give it to a, a running back if the running back breaks the, the rushing yardage, but mm. there's a better wide receiver.
2: I just think if you're going to put them all together in one thing for Offensive Player of the Year, you kind of have to have everything together. And the fact is, is that Kelsey has had about 500 yards less than Jefferson. He's had about 20 targets less than Jefferson. He's done about half the amount of plus 20 yard plays than Jefferson. I know it's a different position and it's a different Mm. thing, but that's why he doesn't
0: win. And that's why he's not in the conversation. But don't you think it's It's criminal, isn't it criminal that the great, probably the greatest tight end in history, smashing records, smashing his own
1: records has never won the award? Or in the conversation.
2: It's it's how it's done, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's all right coming out and saying that he's the greatest at his position, or or potentially one of the greatest at his position. But if you're going to put everyone in together, hmm. then it's not. It's just not going to happen. He's just, not going to get mentioned. And he, I, I mean, you can mention it. But I tell you what, if you look at the MVP, right? Everyone goes on about MVP, how it's always a quarterback. Right. That's it. There's only three guys. In the betting for MVP that aren't quarterback, Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, and Josh Jacobs. They're the only three. Mm. And that's that's you know, so Kelsey's not even mentioned in that, despite the fact that he's on course to break records and stuff like that. Because mm. although he is, and he is great and one of the greatest to play in that position. It, it's insignificant compared to what Justin Jefferson's done this year, and so therefore he doesn't get in the conversation. Insignificant wow. it's insignificant <laughs> and that's the problem. Did he, I not he's say he is, he's the biggest Jefferson. thing on their offense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey? Did I not start the conversation with Justin Jefferson is is the leader? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: But I'm just saying he's not he doesn't even get mentioned. Yeah, no.
1: I, I think it's a travesty. I think it should be judged on what you do at your position. Uh, in in when it comes to offensive player of the year, not everybody lumped in together. I think if you, we talk about oh that person deserves it because they broke the wide receiver record for the most receptions or whatever. It's like, well, hang on. You know, this guy's done it at his position. So I just I just think it's it's travesty that you can't be judged on your position because you essentially can never win it. Can you? That's what I have to say for D lineman, isn't it really? But.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move on to the Lime's post. So defensive player of the year. I'll start off of this one. I was really torn here because I got sucked I got sucked into the stats a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I had a player straight in mind straight away. And then I looked at the stats and I was like, oh wait, like that play's in there as well. Um so my defensive player of the year is Micah Parsons. Um but I can completely understand why Nick Bosa may be a player of the year because Bosa is topping sacks with 15.5, and and Tackles is joint second. Parsons is fourth in Sacks with 13. Joint third in Force fumbles with three. Joint fourth in Tackles floss at 14. My argument is, as I said on a podcast, either this podcast or another podcast recently, Parsons is that defense. And it was sort of the same when TJ Watt won it. TJ Watt was breaking records and was incredible for the Steelers, but he is that defense. Nick Bosa is incredible, and I think he's very relevant in the conversation. But you look at that defense around him, I, there is a lot of names on there. There is a lot of very, very good players. I think that certainly helps. Parsons, I think he is a single game wrecker for the Cowboys. I think this defense looks totally different without him. The way he has just gone from his rookie year moving. I know he was like a linebacker, sort of hybrid at college. they move him at linebacker. They're then moving him to edge rusher. He was so successful last year at edge rusher. Stuck with him at edge rusher this year. Yes, he has DeMarcus Lawrence on the other side, but he's an aging player. I, I think he looks very good at times because of Micah Parsons, because the focus is entirely on Micah for a guy who's this young and can disturb the game this much for a Dallas defense, which I, I think is not as great as some people may think. Um, I'm not saying we do at this table, but there is people in the world that, that, believe, that do believe that, um, it has to be him. The threat he brings at the edge Russian position is, is just phenomenal. And, um, it's sometimes again when we look at stats when we look at the gameplay it's we get lost in the stats but his gameplay makes the offense fearful the offensive line fearful because they're coming up against a guy who is just that athletic that strong that diverse um and uh, he won it last year right no tj what won it last year no he won the rookie one didn't Uh, he he won the rookie one this year. Well, he won the rookie one last year. He's only, when you've won the rookie of the year one, you've then, if you're going to then get in the compensation defensive player, you have then got to then take the step up. I think this guy is maybe not taken to the heights of his step up, but we've got to remember he's only second year in. He is building and building and building where he could be one of the top edge threats for many years to come. He'll be, the, he if, when you talk about that class, he is going to be the next big paid player, I think, in terms of, in terms of that position.
2: Yeah, it, it does feel like Parsons has slightly more of an impact on the Cowboys' defence than what Bosa does on the 49ers. But that's more because the 49ers is just so good across the whole board. Yeah. I don't, I don't think
0: it's slightly, though. I don't think it's slightly. I think it, Micah, you take Micah out of that defence, I don't see yeah. where the threat comes from. Whereas whereas with with um, San Francisco, if Bosa comes out, you've still got Fred Warner. You've still got um, Eric Armstead in the middle. You've got, you know, uh, Chris Tart and players like that. They've got players all there that can really disrupt the offensive line. Whereas for me, I don't see the comparisons in the Cowboys' defense of, of great guys all in it together. Yeah. Depth. And obviously, the 49s have that depth.
2: I mean, the one thing I would say is I think that Bosa is maybe a little bit more consistent. That's, mm. that's the one thing that I think he is. I mean, I remember watch it, watching this season when they played against us and Parsons kind of didn't do that much in that mm-hmm. particular game and he, he does have a tendency to sort of disappear on the odd one or two games not not anything serious but like he does have a tendency to maybe not be 100% amazing all the time whereas for Bosa I think is pretty pretty consistent every game and is a real threat every game um, I, I think it is very much between the two of them. To be honest, there isn't really anyone else in this. Although I think the the Raiders guy who got that touchdown, he Chandler Jones,
0: give it to him. I think that was impressive. That enough. is the yeah, only that, thing okay, Chandler Jones has done this year. Yeah, that is like, the yeah, only guy. thing he's done this year. He's been such a bust at the Raiders. And the only <laughs> thing he's done this year puts him into the conversation. There you go. Um, why not?
2: I mean,
0: so, so are you agreeing with me, Adam? You reckon Michael Parsons is going to win it?
2: Yeah, I think or I would probably. It would. It's really difficult because I tend to be a bit more of a stats sort of guy with it, but I, I do think that Parsons just is that bit more for that that team than what Bosa is for the other one. Andrew, Adam. who do you think? I know,
0: I know where you're going
1: with this. I definitely know where you're going with this. God, well, after you, Adam says uh, stats, but I think betting odds lead Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Damn
2: right. Uh, <laughs> you,
1: you know what it. The first name I put down on the paper is, is the same name but we're all here. It. It's, it's it's Parsons, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Parsons isn't it, <laughs> oh. like that. That's bad, bad but I think there's a name that we're not mentioning because he's going to win oh, uh, the trophy of the year. It's... But Source is a shame that he's not he's not going to be mentioned in that conversation. Oh.
0: Um, I, thought you were, I thought you were definitely going to go, I'm going to go really controversial and say Matt Judon. I thought you were going to go down to <laughs> Matt Judon.
1: No, I, I, I did the same as you guys, probably. I had a look at mm. the stats. I had a look at what that, I've seen what players have seen playing well. Uh, and it's the two names you said, I've got those two names. It's Parsons out like right for me and, and Bosa. But the, the difference is in, you're judging, again, you're judging people who play in slightly different positions. Bosa's all out sort of defensive end and Parsons plays in that hybrid Sort of on the edge slash linebacker role mm. so he's got the the more solo tackles and um things like that but the only other person i could think that was close to them was uh, hassan reddick that would in terms of stats, mm. uh because and he's just had more of those forced fumbles and things which kind of projects him a little bit more but parsons stands out on single solo Stats for me for the, for it and he, he is a difference maker he is the absolute difference maker so it's got to be Parsons really hasn't it There's, there's, I, d- I don't think Bosa can compete with what Parsons does as a hybrid player
0: Do you think because I am definitely going to assume now we'll go over the defensive rookie of the year I feel like we're all going Source Gardner do you think there is any, any possibility that Source wins both awards no is that, has that ever sure. been done? They'll make sure he
1: doesn't. Has that ever been done? I, I don't think so, especially especially at the position we're looking at. Cornerback's mm. not, not overly a, a big for it. I, I really don't know. Um, you'd have to go back and have a look at the stats, but I'm guessing rookies don't, aren't expected to come in and, and have the impact that Source Gardeners have at shutting mm. down every no. single player that comes up against yeah. him so um
0: yeah well, we'll- we'll move on to that because um i mean he is first in passes defended I, i'm i'm speaking for the group for this source garden who's defensive rookie of the year for all of us i know i know it's going to be that his first in passes defended with 16 he has two interceptions on the year he's the only jets rookie to have 10 plus breakups and two interceptions in their first nine games since darrell Revis, that legendary quarterback i read an article earlier i tried to find the stats of receivers that he's played against, but I couldn't find an article. at so all the only article I found was, it was published on December 1st. So obviously this is now inaccurate, but it was accurate at the time there. he's He only allowed 57 yards in man coverage. Um, and he's also helped by the Jets defense. I, I have to admit, but I think the Jets defense is helped by him as well because the defense is fourth best in passing yards, fourth best in receiving touchdowns, eighth best in interceptions, fifth best on first down through passing as well. And he is, I, I though that is Jets' defense. I think he plays such a pivotal part in that, doesn't he, Andrew? Because he's just the, the quarterbacks already are learning to fear him.
1: Yeah, and the fact that the, the people that he's been marking in the game, so, like solo, like cover, he's been not been double teamed. He's been <coughs> doing it by itself. And you look at the fact it's been like Chase, Hill, Alave, like all the people, Digs. Um, it's all the names that we're putting in the conversation for uh offensive player of the year. He's single coverage shutting them down. Um And I think that alone for a rookie is just phenomenal to pick it up that quick uh, mm-hmm. and do what he's done and make the, the switch so quick. Yeah, you're not going to want to throw the ball near him you're ever always going to overthink you know we're not going to get value out of that so you're going to as a quarterback you're going to look elsewhere as well aren't you because he's, it's proven it's not a one-off it's not like oh he shut down Jamar Chase that's it no one else can do it do it anything against him it's every <laughs> single week isn't it? he's proven but just with with your stats alone of uh how many yards people have got against him it's you you can't you can't go there like the cornerbacks of previous with uh, Revis Island and stuff like that, you purposely don't go near them. So he's going to have that factor uh, coming into next year as well, which is fantastic. And Adam, does I, I sort of alluded over the point a little bit, and this may be, may be people's
0: argument against Source, is does Source make defence, or is the defence making Source a little bit? Because, you know, it does help, but does that really matter when it comes into these conversations with this sort
1: of award?
2: Not really, I don't think. Mm. I, I think it's it's... You know they all help each other, don't they? It's that's kind of how defensive play, you know, teams work. It's like everyone kind of has to move in unison; otherwise, it's all going to fall apart. So, I think it's really difficult it, for to come out and say anything else. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's been easily, certainly a corner. Anyway, I think he's certainly been the best, uh, best player around. And and in fairness to him, probably does deserve a mention for the defensive player of the year. But just won't won't get it um i think that aiden hutchinson's been good at detroit but obviously at the beginning of the season they've they struggled a lot on that defense and they've sort of picked up a bit at, at the moment and uh and then finally i think andrew's guy i think uh Thibodeau, yeah, i think Thibodeau. has been very very good in the last few weeks and and is showing that he's he's certainly going to be someone who's going to be around for a long time but is uh, you know obviously had a he had injuries, didn't he, at the beginning and yeah. just missed too much time? So, yeah, but I think with I, I don't really see anyone other than Source getting it overall, though. It's,
1: just, it's a shame not to mention uh, Tariq Woolen, uh, just for what he's managed to do for him. Yeah, in what was he a sixth sixth round pick? Uh, leads the league in interceptions. Um, mm. You know, I think I think that deserves props. Uh, I think maybe if Source hadn't have been played, he, he might be in the conversation. Uh, with the likes of Hutchinson and and, and Thibodeau as well. But, um, yeah, I I think he'll be overshadowed by the fact Mm -hmm. that Source has just been so dominant at that position.
0: Well, let's move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. The hardest one for me. Mm
1: -hmm. Really hard.
0: And if I'm really, really honest, if one of you makes a case that's better than who I've got, I'm siding with you (laughs) because I have not got a great... I've got an all right case, but um i mean adam we'll start with your offensive rookie of the year who do you think he's going to
1: he's gonna I, say christian watson isn't he no no I, <laughs> I,
0: I, based on the last like four weeks i could definitely buy into that
2: if christian watson had played the start of the season then yeah but it's a bit like Thibodeau, isn't it? it's the same sort of thing he's missed too much time so you can't really go for it um it's really difficult. I think I'm probably going to go Kenneth Walker. Mm. I think that I think that Walker has been. I think I think everything that Seattle want to do, everything that Pete Carroll wants to do, is run the ball, and I think that he's been very very good as. Um, as that running back, I think he's made quite a strong impression. He has missed games though. That's the only thing that kind of puts me off. I don't, to be brutally honest, I don't really have much of a strong opinion on any of these guys as being the, the number one in this particular thing. I mean, Walker, I think he's, he's done well. He's had nine touchdowns, which I think is, is a decent amount for, I mean, you know, Saquon's had nine touchdowns when it comes to just, just purely on rushing. So I, I think that Walker has done well there. Obviously, he hasn't played quite as much. But like I say, it's I think it's really difficult. There's a lot of guys here that it could go to. And I, I just, I don't really have, I, got, I, I feel like there's no one you can go, that guy is definitely going to get it. Mm. Uh, which is not what the betting tells me at all. Because the betting tells me there's only one guy that's going to get it. And... Um, I find that strange that, that Garrett Wilson is being chosen as the guy who's definitely going to win it in that Jets offense, where there's been times when he's been non-existent, not not from his own fault, mm-hmm. but from the quarterback. So I, I find that strange a little bit. And I suppose, because I know where that one over there is going, <laughs> he's probably not far off because he's been the most consistent. I, just, in, won't I talk.
1: just Just point out all my points. Do you want
2: me to tell you, He's So, Andrew was... I know, Chris I know, Lave. I know. Who <laughs> I knew he was going to go with Chris Olave. I knew it. I knew he was going to go with Chris Olave. But, uh, but, yeah, I, I think for most consistent, I'd say him. For most, like, breakout and just massive plays, but not played the whole season, you'd go Watson. I think Walker's been a very good running back. I just don't really have one particular guy. And I just, I don't get, I don't get Wilson being this big a favourite, I must
0: say. Colin and Andrew, tell us all about why Chris Alave is the front runner, the winner, the main man, except that he's in Ohio State at alumni. That's That needs to be left out of the conversation.
1: I will leave that out of the conversation. (laughs) Wilson also is from Ohio State. You know, the favourite, you know, I was in the same boat as Adam with this. I looked at um, the list. I looked at the players of even people that were, he hasn't mentioned. And it's, it's hard to split them because they all have had moments of brilliance uh, mm. and consist, somewhat consistency with how well they've uh, played at that position. And for me, the same as Adam, I could only base my award on consistency. And Alave's done it from <coughs> week one all the way through to week 15. I think week one was his worst week. Uh, I think that, mm. that's the least amount of yards he's, he's got all season. Uh, you know, he's had multiple over 100 yard games. He re- he usually hovers around the 80 yards, 60 to 80 yards every single game. Uh, he looks to me to be already up there as one of the best route runners. I've seen him room routes that, you know, uh, a pro at The best of their position are doing. He does. He's the same as Jefferson. You can say he's not been getting in the end zone as much mm. uh, as what you'd like to say for that position. But I think Garrett Wilson did go missing during the middle of the season, and it's only been the last three games, isn't it? That you you kind of mm. now going. Oh yeah. Well, look at it. Well, it's
0: it's my. No, fault don't don't. Isn't
1: it?
0: Yeah, don't, and don't I know it because I had him in fantasy, and he like he's just not. He's it's been different with every quarterback. He's had quarterbacks for preferred him, he's had quarterbacks for having, and it's, it's been very confusing with him.
1: Equally, you could say, say the same for uh, Kenneth Walker. He you know, uh, didn't explode straight onto the scene, has gone missing <laughs> in a couple of games that have shut down the run, has had the injury issues and missed a bit of time. Um, so I'm just surely going on who's been the most consistent and been dominant uh, to a degree of yardage and receptions and, and catching. Uh, and that, for me, has been... Alave uh for the whole year so that that's my reason for wanting to back him
2: can i just quickly say so wilson has had four more receptions over the season he's had 26 more yards over the season and
1: more touchdowns
2: he's had he's had seven uh no sorry he's had one extra 20 plus gain compared to alave and he's had one touchdown more than Alave
0: and, it, and apparently is the front runner. But-
2: Wilson is currently 2 to 5 favourite and Alave is 10 to 1. Now I know we're not doing betting but just, just letting everyone know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Garrett Wilson's had six games where he's gone missing, hasn't he? So he's just had a couple of yeah. bigger individual games. I think there was mm. a few games where he got he's got under 20 yards, isn't there? There were three or four mm. games where he's got under 20 yards. But it's basically
2: those... the same guy. Yeah, well,
1: you know, well, <laughs>
0: it's what you out? say I, it? Uh, I, um, No one's even mentioned the guy who I've got down. Oh, okay. Oh. Cool. So, well, I was going to go. Brock I was thinking about Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Drake London, just because I feel like every time I put my put the telly on and watch Red Zone, his name pops up for Atlanta. Not, like he seems.
1: Not for the middle part of the season. <laughs> no,
0: yeah, he just didn't tell people. And this guy, I suppose, hasn't is like Kenneth Walker, hasn't turned up in games. I am Damon Pierce gets a shout. I, I, that's I my, my guy. Just because I think, again, it's been really hard. It was really hard. I didn't believe... I looked at Wilson's stats and I was like, yeah, I get it. I looked at Olave's stats and I was like, yeah, I get it. For a team that is so bad, he has singularly won them games, What won them one game, and has kept them in some games. And I think has been really influential in the way that the Texans have, have played. And he's ninth in yards. He's, he's ninth in rushing yards per game. He hasn't had enough touchdowns. He's had four touchdowns. So, you know, that, that's where I can, I can understand. But in terms of a guy who is really shining in a really bad team, and I'm sure it's not very hard to shine in a bad team, obviously. I just think there was at one point in the season, there was a, there was a moment where Dempaste was just making like these bullish, like, Plowing over people in these games, and was really doing really really well for the Texans, a the team that is poor. And I, I think it's probably because the team has been so poor that he won't get a look in. But in terms of a guy who could have, if he had a good offensive line in front of him, and and a better team in general, I think this guy is is so far and you know so much better than the, the play he's been playing at the minute because the whole team's just been bad. But in terms of influencing a team that can get better going forward, I think Damon Pierce is, is is one of them guys.
1: Uh, just a quick question for for Adam, I know because he's probably got the betting odds in front of him. So he'll probably let me know mm-hmm. um, if Brock Purdy continues on the trajectory that he's currently on with the amount of games left, will he creep um, into do, conversation? do the bet
2: now is what odds.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there any odds for him? Are, are they creeping up? And do we think that if he stays on this trajectory, he should be it trump these guys that have played all year? Mm.
0: If it wasn't the quarterback position, I'd say no. Yeah, of course, if it's the quarterback yeah. position, then then why not? Then why not?
2: He's he's currently fourteen to one, so he's fifth in the betting. Um wow. Yeah, I mean, if he keeps keeps winning, which considering who they've got to play, I think is probably quite a strong possibility. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he he might be put in there a bit more light. As we've all said, I mean, you you look at these guys and they're all kind of similar. Um, mm. I mean, Watson's fifteen to two; he's third favourite for this because of what he's done in such a short space of time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Purdy Purdy is definitely there for a shout. It, it's I mean, it's so difficult, isn't it? When you there's, there's no at one the player
0: that's head there's no one player that's head and shoulders above. There's no.
2: Well, I feel head. I there's feel all. I certainly Wilson and Alave are pretty much the same person based on the stats, <laughs> anyway. Um, I think Watson would have probably eclipsed both of them had yeah. he been mm-hmm. had he been fit uh walker i think i i i get what you mean about damian pierce but i think walker has definitely certainly stats wise has been a lot better um but like you say pierce in that houston offense is is probably much more of a focal point for them yeah i i you know it's really difficult to come up with any mm. firm conclusion on any of them i I mean, like I say, based on the betting, I'd say Wilson. But the fact that they're all very much of a muchness, you do wonder. Maybe Purdy might be the way forward, just because I think I think the, like winning the division might sway it in mm-hmm. his way. Whereas for I think a lot of these other guys, you know, they're they're not winning anything, are they? So but
0: especially <laughs> like, especially since he was the last pick as well of
2: the whole. Draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true.
1: And we have said that it is the last three games that Wilson's played that's moved him into that mm. position. So if, if, if things can change for such a short period, <clears throat> then Bur- Purdy's got the time to do it.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, let's move on to coach of the year. Um, I feel like you two are in agreement of who the coach of the year is. But uh, Andrew, I'll start with you. Are we? Um, I, th- I, thought you, I thought I heard you the other week agreeing on this and going for this, but...
1: You go well, maybe, well, you know who I'm saying, I'm Brian Dayball. <laughs> Fair. Why are you laughing at me? I think he deserves No, I, 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 don't,
0: I, I don't disagree. I just I thought think, you two were both going to say Mike Vrabel.
1: No, I think, no, no. Well, he is just, no. a, he's an insane coach and he's just unbelievable. But I think what, mm. what Dayball's done at the Giants is mm. no one expected. I mean, you could you could argue that Dan Campbell's done really well and, and Doug Ped- Peterson's done well. But mm. we expected those teams to improve on mm. what they did from last year. No one expected <clears> the Giants <throat> to uh, improve, let alone beat the teams that they've beat. Um, I don't think that's necessarily thinking, true. I think people thought they were still just going to win. I think a lot of people... I, I was apparently over-projecting when I said I think they can win six games, a lot of people had them four wins and under. Um, so okay. um, yeah, I think they've they've me overachieving at six, and they've they've smashed that already with their, you know mm. four games left. So um, I think the culture that is provided, the the way that the team goes out and plays every week and looks better, I think his his whole team and him, I feel deserve. Uh, what they've done there to, to turn a franchise round that has not as struggled with coaching coaches over for multiple years he's coming and done it in one year I think you you got you got to be in the of your cap and say there's an award thank mm. you very much
0: do you agree Adam
2: uh, I think he's done very well I wouldn't have him personally as my coach of the year because I think there's one team that's been more of a disaster. Over the years, that's that's that really does feel like it's starting to turn around. I'm firstly, I'm going to say, I will be surprised if Nick Sirianni doesn't win it, just purely mm. because of the Eagles' record and how well they've done. I I personally wouldn't go there because I think, like I think a lot of that has been down to the GM. I have to say, mm. I think he's done incredibly well. But uh, Doug Peterson, for me, I, I think has mm. done an unbelievable job at a team that has been, since they blew up in 2016, have been an absolute nightmare of a team, have done appallingly badly, bringing in different coaches has been dreadful. And I, I really don't think you can sort of, you know, you have to say how bad that was last year with Herbert <laughs> Meyer and what a disaster that truly was. And how that could have killed a rookie quarterback, that really could have done. And yet, you've brought in an, uh, this experienced head who's won it all before, has got the dressing room completely on side, has been able to basically chat to Lawrence all the way through and help him out all the way through. And now you're starting to see the benefit of it. And I don't know if they'll get in. They might be a little bit too far away but they're going to be pretty close to a playoff spot. Mm. And the idea that that team could be anywhere near a playoff spot before mm. Pe- Peterson turned up mm. is mental. So he won't win it because uh, it's not <laughs> it's not a fancy name and it's not someone who is at the top of the table kind of thing. But for me, I think he's been great.
0: It's interesting because we none of us have really got any eagles. This considering they are the best team in the NFL
1: at the minute. You can't can't give the trophy to Harry Roseman, can
0: you? You know? To no surprise to anyone, my coach of the year is my main man. (laughs) Yeah. Dan Campbell. The dude has turned this (laughs) franchise around. You talk about a, a franchise in the dust. Detroit Lions were in the dust. Nobody's, no one. No one believed in golf. No one believed in anything that was going on there. They tried to do the culture change last year. We saw the culture sort of change, but the results weren't coming. It felt like it was going to happen again this year <laughs> at the start of the year. But no, the team has turned mid-season. And it, the Jags have done that as well. The Jags have turned mid-season and have become this real force. And I really, I think Doug is a massive shout for it. I think Brian Dayball is, is as well, because they're, they're, all three of them have turned franchises around but were in despair. And really, maybe... They've always done it with a team that has, has not changed entirely that much, I suppose, um, in terms of bringing players in. A few players have gone, but he's also had injuries like every coach has had. But Peterson had brought players in, Kirk, players like that, good draft. So the Giants have a good draft. The Lions had a good draft. They didn't really bring that many players in either. I just think that this guy's just changed everything about Detroit. And this team just felt like nothing. And even though they are maybe not a complete team yet. I think that he's just he's just been so influential. I think this team is not this set the same team without him. And he the, we talked about the other week the coach fitting the franchise. This coach is Detroit, this coach is Michigan, and this coach is a lion. And um that that's why I, I would definitely have him there. Comeback of the play, comeback player of the year, come the back the player of the year. That's Fred, definitely
1: but before not you how quickly anyone. mentioned the comeback player of the year. I know Adam briefly mentioned uh Nick Siriani being lead out for him. Mm. I just wanted to get your guys take on a coach that we've not mentioned and he's i don't think he's being mentioned because he coaches a good team Mm. but do you guys think that carl shanahan should be in the conversation considering he's lost he's on his third quarterback uh lost players due to injury um and still coming out on top
0: again though isn't there could should there be an award for a gm because look how much depth that squad has like he's done them fantastic, don't get me wrong, losing, you know, losing Trey Lance, who was like, they named as a starter. They were going to lose Garoppolo, Trey Garoppolo, Lance goes down. They keep, Garoppolo. like, it's it's been really turbulent there for them. Debo, I don't want to be a running back. I use me in the correct way. He resigns. luckily, you know, Brock Purdy's looking great. But there's so much debt. That's also a GM thing, I suppose, as well, when we talk about the Eagles, with terms of, like, the depth. But Shanahan, the thing with Shanahan is we know he's a genius. We know he's incredible. And really, I think for coach of the year, it's maybe somewhat times a, pla- a coach that maybe people didn't see as being a success with that team, maybe. I don't know what you think, Adam.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's a quality coach. He's probably, <laughs> to be honest, he probably is the best in the NFL at the moment, yeah. the way that he he coaches that team. There's, it's So much of it is scheme. It really is. And, and that's why I feel like, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the players are to a certain extent. It's, it is the you know the coach and the scheme that is making that such a success. Yeah, I, he he certainly deserves to be in there. Um, I just I don't know. I, I suppose we've kind of gone for stories, haven't we? An All improvement. Three of us. All three of them. Yeah.
1: The, the the underdog.
0: Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's a Brit thing. (laughs) (laughs) If if anything, you're right if Shanahan should win it for the fact that he's had three starting quarterbacks this year. Mm. And none of it, none of which is him dropping and moving it around. It's just for injury. Um let's move on to comeback player of the year. Um Adam, I'm going to start with you because then I think Andrew's going to be hoping that you say the right guy. Um so Adam, I'll start with you.
2: Well, his right guy ain't winning it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, this is really difficult, isn't it? When no. it's just the season, you not know find this is really difficult when it's just the season.
1: It is. I agree that it's it's difficult with the two names that I'm guessing most people are going to pick between. I now, think it's I difficult to measure the their stories because it's a comeback is a story, isn't it? It's mm. not.
0: I, I don't. I I I the one name that I've seen knocking around, and I don't think it is a comeback story or anything like that, is Gino Smith, because Gino has been in the league a long, t- a long time without injury, just been a backup, and yeah, he has been succeeding with Seattle. I agree. But this really is the comeback player from last season. Well, really that's the player that did Nafall. well, I don't know, because Geno Smith also did Nathall, I suppose. But he's favourite him, sorry, to period. win
2: it. He mm. is favourite to win it. So I I think McCaffrey, personally. I think that he's been a real difference maker for the 49ers and I think that's why, I know I've just said with scheme and a lot of it is scheme, but I think that he really is just the cut above when it comes to running backs and I think because of that, it it's such a safety blanket for the quarterback, no matter who you are. And I think that's going to make so much difference for him. And maybe I'm looking at it further than just the season, because I think it will make a massive impact in the playoffs Mm -hmm. as well. And that's kind of not what this is, but I, yeah, I, I I think again, I don't really have a massive opinion on it on, on any of these guys that are, that are in it. Um, But, yeah, I think McCaffrey's probably, statistically anyway, probably going to have the most impact on the team. And that team is probably going to have a very good shout at getting to the Super Bowl.
0: Don't worry, Andrew. I'll speak on behalf of New York Giants fans everywhere. This should be Saquon Barkley. It should definitely be Saquon Barkley. I'm going to stick up with Andrew, the Giants fan, Saquon Barkley, fourth in yards, eighth in touchdowns, third in attempts, fifth in first downs gate, fourth in yards per game. McCaffrey, he's got Debo, he's got Kittle, he's got a great O line. What's Saquon got? Danny Dimes. That's it. Kenny Golladay, <laughs> Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton. Nobody's. That's who Saquon's got. When you talk about you talk about a great coach and you talk about a player who puts the team on his back, Saquon Barkley has put the Giants on his back. And has come back after injury, after injury, after bad year, after bad year, just like McCaffrey, I have to admit. But Barkley is, I talk about Damon Pierce being the shining star of the Texans. Like Saquon is the shining star, the Northern star, some may say, in Christmas times so that we are in, for this New York Giants team. Andrew, tell me I'm wrong.
1: Tell me I'm wrong. Um, no, definitely not. I had uh, Saquon, <laughs> Barkley, <written laughs> clearly down there. Um yeah, I have a fully agreeance with what Freddie tried to mention at the start of this conversation. Yeah. With, um, uh, Geno Smith for me is most surprising player, not yeah, yeah. He's, he's not come, like you said, he has not come back, yeah, he, he, he ain't been anywhere, he <laughs> ain't been anywhere to come back from. He's just, it's, he's just really shocked and surprised us how well he's done where he is. Um, I, I, and again, I suppose it's not, there's not a uh who surprised you the most, the ward. So it's got to go into comeback player. And it, again, he's, what he's done with that team and the stats, he's got to be in the conversation. It's the only place we can do it. But before the season started, there was only two people in the conversation. It was either going to be McCaffrey or Saquon. One of them was going to get it. Um, so they, for me, they are the comeback stories. And I just feel Saquon has done more of a comeback uh, both of them were talked about being traded before the season started. Everyone was out on Saquon completely. People thought McCaffrey was going to bounce back. There were so many question marks over this guy. And he answered all of those questions with fantastic stats and play. And Adam, you've said it yourself. He is, he is the Giants, isn't he, at the minute? Mm. Um, yeah, you, yeah and absolutely. And when you look at the way that the 49ers kind of use uh, McCaffrey they they rest him and they use him sensibly and they they bring him to the the giants just go no there you go there's the ball you know we don't care you're you're a beast so that, that, that's it that is
0: also because you have zero wide receiver hey, there is nobody else we've
1: got we've got superstar Isaiah Hodgins and and uh, Richie, Richie James giant. what are you on about?
0: absolute superstar.
1: both of them um, stood on
0: top of each other couldn't hit six foot one could they bless uh,
1: <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, Saquon Barkley. Sure, he, mm. I, I cashed out. I had him before the season started and I cashed out for, I think I got 45 quid on it. I only had a five on it and I'm so glad I did because... Uh, uh, he's not winning it. He's third <laughs> favourite, isn't he?
0: Fourth. Fourth? Who else is going to book him now? Who else is in there? Deshaun no. Watson?
2: No. <laughs> 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 that, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Nick uh, Gates. Gino, Gino Smith is favourite. Christian yeah. McCaffrey second. Jared
1: Goff. He's not been anywhere. That's not come that's not He's com- not, com- not been anywhere. Well. He literally started every game for them last year. Did no waitn't was was he,
0: he, um, uh, didn't he, didn't he dislocate his thumb? Didn't he break his thumb? I mean that's...
2: I I think it was I think it was more that he's come back from being a Super Bowl quarterback to an absolute disaster to uh, actually being okay again I think is the logic behind it what right. do you think um because there's two other names in there and they, they are both very like long shots there's uh Derek Henry
1: yeah and then finally Nick Gates oh, I just mentioned it Nick Gates yes Who, I, I, I'm trying Nick Gates is the Giants player right no yes mm-hmm. came back from what everyone thought would be him never playing again
0: oh really I didn't I don't know his story to be honest with you
1: did you not watch the game where he got injured it was very heavily te- televised that injury so oh
0: yeah I don't know I do recall it
1: I mean that's not yeah that's a comeback they they mm. no one thought he was going to play this year uh no one thought he was going to play this year and came back and as uh, uh picked up where he left off and and our o-line is is he's moved around it as well he's not he's, he's played mm. center and a guard because we've had um Feliciano as well so um He's never going to win it, is he? No one's ever <laughs> no, about it. No. come back for an O lineman. But I think it's just because the fact people thought he might never play again, and he's back on the field. So mm. fantastic! That is a
0: that is, when we talk about stories, because a lot of the guys yeah. we picked today are definitely stories. Like a lot of them, we you know we have gone for that underdog thing a little bit in some of these awards, but yeah nick gates is a story i mean that is sensational i, I remember it's flooding back to me now the the, the injury and i remember the te- televised and everything like that it is it is flooding back to me so that that is pretty sensational i mean i saw names when i was reading article like khalil mack um which i i, I think Derek henry wasn't out for long enough last year like he yeah. wasn't out like, the whole year like like let's be honest when it got to week three and barclay and McCaffrey were still playing we were all shocked like, we were all like, surely they're going to go down at some point. This happens every year. They get like three games in and then they get injured, especially like fantasy players as well. I'm sure they were, you know, every week was like, oh, it's just another week. It's another week. I never had another week of them playing before, especially for Giants fans and for, um, well, Panthers fans and are now 49ers fans. But um, really interesting, the awards there really great fun as well um thank you andrew thank you adam for coming on tonight thank you it has been a little bit longer but we have had a lot of awards and a lot of debate to talk about um let us know in the comments uh, after this um on all social media platforms who you believe some of these awards should go to and what you think about our suggestions for the people who have won them make sure you like and subscribe to us lots of going on the f tag this week like we said busy week before christmas We've got the fantasy show tomorrow. We've got the Sunday preview slash betting on a Thursday um, before Christmas, obviously, happening on the Sunday. So until then, make sure you watch all our shows this week, and we'll see you all again very soon.